North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's getting $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, naturopathic doctor. I'm here down in San Diego, but I work with patients all over the country. You can check me out at drlaurennoel.com. Welcome to all the new listeners. I've been directing a lot of my patients actually to the show. It's amazing how like half my patients don't even know I have a radio show. <laughs> so if you guys are listening, welcome. Um, I'm sure you're probably going to hear a lot of things we talk about anyways on our visits. Um, I'm really excited about the show tonight. This is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart because it's something I still struggle with even after being a naturopathic doctor and, you know, being in this whole health realm for a long, long time. So I really get it. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of doing the show because I was feeling like myself, I was having a tough time kicking the sugar, you know, craving. So I just wanted to do this topic myself just as a kind of a kick in the pants. And I know all of you guys can probably sympathize with it as well. I know that sugar addiction is rampant. It's really, really tough. And, um, for those of you who deal with it, I know it's it can be a really a tough one. And our guest tonight, Diane Sanfilippo, she's amazing. She's a good friend of mine. Um, I'll read her bio a little bit in, in a minute. But she uh, she's designed this 21-day detox program, and she is just helping thousands of people kick the, the habit. So that's what the, tonight's show is all about is... You know, why is sugar craving so bad? Why why is sugar so bad, I should say? Why should you get off of it and how to do it? So that's tonight's show. Um, other little things, my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dr. Lauren Noel. Sorry, Dr. Low Noel. Twitter.com slash Dr. Lauren Noel. And, of course, my website, drlaurennoel.com. You can hop on over there and hop on the email list, and I will send you guys some cool little updates and, uh, you know, specials that we have coming up. And, uh, yeah, let's just hop into the show. So tonight, again, is about sugar. Diane Sanfilippo, she is um, amazing. I love her. And uh, she's actually a repeated guest on the show. We had her on before to talk about her book, Practical Paleo, which is on the New York Times bestseller list again. I don't even know how many weeks it is. She'll have to tell us, but it's been on there for a while now. Um, Diane holds a BS from Syracuse University. She's a certified nutrition consultant. She specializes in blood sugar regulation and digestive health. So you guys know I'm all about that. She is, again, the New York Times bestselling author of Practical Paleo, a customized approach to health and a whole foods lifestyle. And she writes for her popular health blog, BalanceBites.com. She teaches nutrition seminars nationwide, and she has a top-rated weekly health podcast on iTunes called the Balance Bites Podcast. And it's very entertaining and educational at the same time. Diane, thanks so much for being with us again, and welcome back to Dr. Low Radio. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. So you just got back from the gym, huh? I did. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to fit it all in. I'm getting ready to head out on the low carb cruise next week, so I'm packing my schedule this week with work and packing and laundry and all that prep and trying to make sure I'm at the gym too. So doing I'm your pre cruise, your pre cruise bikini <laughs> workouts <laughs> as best I can. Yep. Where is the cruise this year? 
Oh, geez. Um, we are going to Cozumel, Belize, and I can't remember the last port because it's, like, not really that important to me where we're going, so I just can <laughs> show up. And, <laughs> you know, you were on it last year. I don't do excursions, yeah. so I just kind of show up and go to the talks and just kind of try and relax. And I'm actually going to be speaking on the cruise this year, so it should be should be a good time. And, yeah, I'll be... I'll actually be working a bit writing. It's not a complete vacation for me. Uh, I will be writing some of the print version of the 21 Day Sugar Detox that's coming out this fall. So I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk about that a little bit later. That is so exciting. You're actually writing two books right now, right? Yeah. So currently the program that we're going to be talking about today is the 21 Day Sugar Detox, which has been around for just about three years now. Actually, it's been exactly three years because my birthday three years ago, which was uh, April 28th, uh, was when Happy I birthday. set a deadline. Thank you. I set a deadline for myself to write the original ebook program and have it released by my birthday so that folks could start it on May 1st. Of uh, That was now 2010. So now we are actually publishing the book in print, and it will be pretty updated, lots of new recipes lots of new information, lots of new tips and tricks for people. And the program itself will have a slight update and uh, then a cookbook, just kind of a a partner guide. And the first Mm -hmm. book will have a lot of recipes in it, but I think I'm completely crazy because I was just driving on one of the many long drives I take these days. And I called (laughs) up my publisher and I said, you know what I think is going to happen? I think this book is going to come out. And people are going to be excited about, you know, the program and the recipes. And then they're going to say, we want more recipes. And I said, I think I should also write another cookbook for it. And, like, three weeks later, I was kicking myself, (laughs) saying, (laughs) why did I say I would do that? What's going to happen to my stress levels? But, no, it's really really fun. And I'm thrilled to see the way that people are embracing the program and uh, just kind of running with it. So, yeah. Now, there's a there's actually a Facebook page for the 21-Day Sugar Detox, right? Correct. Uh, and we have over 20,000 people on that page now. It's just been growing sort of like gangbusters since January, which you know pretty much a critical mass happens every New Year's when it comes to sugar detox. And we've seen exponential growth in the number of people signed up for the program every January, which is great, mm-hmm. although we do run a new – uh, a new group every month. The first Monday of every month, we start a group, and we have moderators on the page. We have at least probably four or five different moderators with all different types of experience and backgrounds. They've all gone through the program multiple times, so they have tons of, you know, help to offer, and obviously the whole community there is also offering help and support. So pretty much any time of day, people can jump on with their questions get questions answered either by a moderator or also by just other people who are doing the program. So it's great. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it takes. It, you know, To get off of sugar, it really does create that accountability. And for all you guys listening, if you want to participate in the next one, it's on May 6th, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah, so May 6th, um, you guys can hop on over to my website, drlaurennoel.com. Click on, I think it's on the shop link, and you can click on the uh, the 21 Day Sugar Detox on there, and you can join us. I'm actually going to do it myself because uh, <laughs> that's why I'm doing yes. the show because i gotta, I got to really hold myself accountable, you know? So um, yes. tell us about your program. So what is the, what is the, the program all about? And uh, we can kind of hop into more of like why that's important, what, what sugar really does, how it's so addicting on and on. But what's your program all about? 
Sure. So the program is a really, really straightforward program in terms of it's not based on shakes and, you know, a million supplements and kind of following anything other than eating real whole foods, which, as you know, from the way I, you know, present information in Practical Paleo and just my whole philosophy is it's about eating real food. And so the program itself, you know, I have people all the time who just say to me, can I just stop eating sugar? Do I really need your program? And I say, you can absolutely just do your own thing. You don't need to have my program. But what my program offers is a lot of structured guidelines and also obviously at this point three years and thousands of people with their feedback and uh, my continued additions to the program in terms of information support tips and tricks and all of that so what the program is really uh, it comes down to three different levels where each level kind of has a few different tweaks and nuances in terms of what foods are included and just basically how strict they are so for example level one is the least strict program so if somebody's currently eating bread and pasta and kind of, you know, hasn't changed their diet at all, hasn't really made any sort of uh, healthy shift, or perhaps has gone towards organic and whole grains, for example, but is still eating a lot of processed food. So again, the bread, the pasta, not simply, you know, whole rice or quinoa. Level one is really that introductory phase. And what I love about that level is that it's really all-encompassing and really helps to welcome people in. So as you know, I teach about paleo nutrition, which is how I eat all the time. I know it's pretty much how you eat too. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a great way to go, but it's not necessary for every single person to just leap right into that, to see amazing changes, to reduce sugar cravings, and to have, you know, a huge turnaround in their health. So we have that introductory phase and it's funny, it's not something that I started with when I wrote the program three years ago, but again, over the three years of the transition and learning from the participants, I noticed that, you know what, this would be really great to kind of break it down and let people ease in. And what I find is that a lot of people who start at level one will kind of take either a week off, you know, at the end of the month or maybe a couple of months and then come back and do, and do level two or level three. So level mm-hmm. two has a few more nuances and uh, you know, just kind of a little bit stricter, cuts down on a few more different types of food choices, and then level three is the most strict. And level three is really where if somebody eats a paleo type of diet currently, but, again, they're still struggling with sugar cravings, just doing sort of a strict paleo approach still allows for a lot of fruit, which for mm-hmm. some people can be a trigger. I know for myself, mango pineapple, you know, all of those sweet fruits, I mean, dried mango, it becomes mm-hmm. like crack, you know, and oh. it's kind of a joke. The joke Liz Wolf and I have on our podcast <laughs> and at our workshops where we're like, you know, you know your paleo when dried mango is like crack to you. I mean, it's, it's right. so delicious. But so, you know, that's kind of what it's all about. It's really about just a list of foods, like here are the yes foods, here are the no foods, here are the, here's the gray area, because we also have modifications for and I say we a lot, you know, I wrote the program, but I have so many supporters on the page and my moderators and uh, the main moderator who I have is Carissa, and she's been like an amazing help uh, with all of this stuff. So we have modifications for athletes, and that doesn't just mean, you know, a competitive athlete or a marathon runner. It means people who are training hard at the gym many times a week, and I have a ton of CrossFitters obviously doing this program. So, you know, we have modifications for them. We have modifications for pregnant or breastfeeding moms. And we have also some modifications for vegetarians. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't have a modification currently for a vegan type of diet. That's one 
diet where I don't think the program is really the best for them. It's, I think it's probably too limited. I welcome mm-hmm. them to approach it and see what they, you know, what they come into with it. But it's not necessarily what I recommend. And as you probably know, a vegan type of diet isn't what I recommend in general. So mm-hmm. um, it's a very tough, tough program with that. But, yeah, we have all of those modifications, and it's really doable for pretty much anybody. And it's more than just, you know, do this. I mean, you have a whole, you, you know, you have the, the supplement list that you recommend. You have mm-hmm. smoothie recipes. You have an exercise component that comes with it. It's like it's a really well-rounded Correct. program. Yeah, so we yeah. recognize that, you know, people are making with this program a lot of lateral shifts. It's not just all of a sudden you stop eating, you know, the 50 foods that you were eating all the time, and then we don't support you in saying, okay, well, now what, right? So if somebody was doing, we have, we have a lot of recommendations in the program where it says if you're currently eating this, try that, you know, kind of a, again, that lateral shift where if you're doing smoothies every morning with tons of berries, if you put honey in it, anything where it's, like, pretty sweet, we're giving you an option to give you that smoothie, but it's a lot less sweet, probably going to have a lot more fat than you're used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, making shifts away from things like low-fat or non-fat yogurt that are sweetened to full-fat yogurt uh, that's unsweetened and unflavored. So lots of those types of ideas, as well as recipes in the guide, just that are very appetizing and naturally you know, sugar-free, naturally free of a lot of dense carbs, which that's kind of the main difference between what people are doing as an athlete or breastfeeding mom versus kind of the regular folks who may not be as active, which that may be you or I at a certain time in our lives, right? Sometimes we're more active, sometimes we're less active. And Mm -hmm. I know for sure that if I'm more active and I'm doing my own sugar detox program, I have to get in more carbohydrates. So we have recommendations Mm -hmm. for what are those foods you should be eating while on the sugar detox, but you want to get some more carbohydrate in. Um, Because as Mm -hmm. we know, all carbohydrates are sugar to the body, but obviously there are some that are going to have worse impact than others. So uh, that's part of it. And then, as you mentioned, we have an exercise guide that's absolutely adequate for any beginner, uh, but we also have two other levels. So, again, you can do this stuff at home, really easy and straightforward, and just doesn't require much equipment at all. I think we've got a chair in there and maybe some really basic things so that you can get yourself moving a little bit. It's not required, but uh, we have recommendations. Also, a supplement guide, and again, not required at all that you take any supplements while on the program, but we absolutely find that there are some supplements that we know help people a ton. So things like Mm -hmm. L-glutamine, which I'm sure you recommend to clients all the time. L-glutamine is something that really helps people to curb sugar cravings, and time and time again, as people come through month after month, you know, they're asking each other for help with cravings, and the participants are saying, I did the L-glutamine, it really helped me. And I'm like, see, you don't have to listen to me. Listen to your fellow participants, they'll tell you. Uh, Things like cinnamon, which really helps with blood sugar regulation. It's not so much a craving thing. But what I love about cinnamon is that it gives you sort of that feeling of sweetness without any sweetness. So I use a lot of cinnamon in the dessert recipes that are in the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else? We also have smoothies guide that's from uh, primal toad he wrote 21 smoothie recipes and again these aren't very sweet and what's funny mm-hmm. is what happens the first week that you're doing the program you taste some of these things and you think eh, they're just okay you know 
doesn't taste as great as I want it to, but that's because your palate is so adapted to very sweet things. And one of the biggest things we're trying to do, we're trying to, number one, change your habits, and number two, change the way your taste buds work and, and how your palate is working. And so by weeks two and three, some of these recipes that I, that I put in the book, you know, they start to taste a lot better because I'm <laughs> that much sweeter. So um, that's kind of what's there now. And, and there's also some more stuff coming out. We've got a new guide that we'll probably be adding that expands upon uh, notes for kids and breastfeeding moms and nursing pregnant moms. So one of my moderators is a mom herself, and so she's uh-huh. put together a lot of tips and tricks. And we've had a lot of participants who ask, you know, is this safe for kids? And they say, absolutely, eating real food is safe for everyone, right? And, you know, typically we have some modifications for kids, too, that we recommend. So we're putting that together in another guide, just a little uh, extra bonus. Then the last one, which I'm really excited about, is a yoga guide for the sugar detox. Ooh, and my, I like my that. Sister, yeah, my older sister, who I don't talk about a lot because she and I are actually in a really similar community with this health and wellness thing, but she lives in London, so we don't even get to see each other that much. But she's a yoga instructor in London, and she was really excited about the idea of putting together, you know, a segment of this program for people that's based on, you know, what your body could be going through with different detox symptoms and just supporting it with some, some movement and some asana, you know, some poses. So. Ooh, I love that. Uh, put that together. Yeah, so we're we're we have that in design right now. So we're we're kind of working on getting that all through the pipeline. So I I just love being able to provide a lot of different tools for people to get through this yeah. program, you know, easily and successfully. And and you know you include so much about you know like lifestyle shifts too like even for example sleep is so basic but it's such a huge component to getting off of sugar and I identify with that myself because I was doing really great I actually just I knew I was going to have you on the show so I just jumped into doing no sugar and it was going really really well for about a week and a half and I felt like a million bucks and then I pull, I almost pulled an all nighter because I was getting a bunch of projects done and the next day I was like a sugar monster, you know, and mm-hmm. it is just so true that sh- that sleep is so incredibly important to um, being able to break these sugar cravings. So it's huge. Yeah, and it is something that I talk about a lot with people, and it's cool because people uh, come to the program thinking they're just, you know, trying to break a sugar addiction, right, or, or get rid of carb cravings. But I love that I sort of get to sneak attack and teach mm-hmm. them so many different things about health and wellness. Like you just said, they you know they learn about sleep and how important the lifestyle factors are. They learn about the preparation that's involved with, you know, cooking real food and just kind of getting back in the kitchen and all of that. Uh, and I think it's, yeah, I just think it's a really interesting thing to watch that whole evolution of, of what's happening with people when they come through the program and, and really learn about their habits and, and how that all needs kind of shift. How many people have done your program so far? Do you know? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, because here's the interesting thing. So there's over 20,000 on the Facebook page. I wouldn't say, I'm not sure if they've all done the program because we've we've started to offer this really cool thing in January uh, where we have, it's more than 21 days. I want to say it might be 25 days of free email support. Mm-hmm. And I know that tons of people might sign up for that who haven't actually gone through the program yet, and that's absolutely fine with me. I want people to see kind of what they're in for. 
So I bet there's a bunch of people on the Facebook page who are just kind of, you know, trolling around, want to see what's going on. But I, you know, I could possibly say it's been close to twenty thousand. I'm not, I'm not entirely mm. sure. I don't wanna. I, I'm really, <laughs> I don't track, I don't track things that way. I just am, I'm psyched to kind of be here and and help people along. Yeah. Share a, a success story that you're really proud of with that. Oh man. <laughs> no, there's so many, right? Is there any that you know comes what? to your my, mind? Yeah, you know what? My favorite one is um, one woman who's actually fairly local to me. I want to say she lives about an hour north of me uh, in Warwick, New York, and she has MS. I want to say she's probably in her late 30s, possibly early 40s, and um, also came to one of my workshops because she found me through the 21 Day Sugar Detox and was looking for a way to improve her diet. I think she had made some shifts, perhaps gluten-free and, you know, some different approaches before she found the sugar detox, but she found the sugar detox and did it for the three weeks and was able to jump on a trampoline, like a little, you know, a little trampoline, like a rebounder type thing without pain and go up and down the stairs, I think she told me, without pain. And she actually came to my workshop after she did the sugar detox. It just happened to be pretty good timing and told me her story, and I, I'm sure I was probably starting to cry. I mean, people make me cry all the time telling <laughs> me what they did with the program. I absolutely love being able to empower people to help themselves rather than constantly having to be, you know, one-on-one. I mean, the one-on-one contact and support is phenomenal when, when we can offer it. And, you know, I'm so thankful for practitioners like you and and some other folks out there who are doing it, but... I find for myself, I love being able to just create a program that somebody can take, you know, take hold of, of all of it and run with it because I find mm-hmm. that, that those people are really successful, right, when their motivation is there to kind of do it. So she's one of my one of my favorite success stories. For some reason, the folks that I've met with MS, they just really, like, strike me. I, I don't mm-hmm. have MS in my family. It's not something I have really a close personal relationship with, but I just – this feeling that, you know, it's not even just about the craving. You know, people have really serious health conditions and they can't even right. move without pain. And then all of a sudden they lower the inflammation in their body, which is mm-hmm. really, you know, you were saying you felt amazing after just a week or a week and a half. And it's that little bit of sugar is probably making more inflammation than we really know about, right? So, oh, for sure, for sure. When I'm off of it, I, I have barely any body pain. And then when I am having sugar... And even like just gluten-free muffin, for example, like it doesn't have to be me going and having gummy bears, although I do love gummy bears. You know, my trainer, when he's doing some deep tissue at the end of my sessions, he's like, geez, like I have major pain with that, you know, and I know it's just Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very sensitive. So, yeah, I mean, inflammation, there's so much that sugar does. I mean, in your book, you share of things like increasing the risk or sorry, in your your program, soon to be book, um, increasing the risk of cancers and, you know, autoimmune diseases. And, you know, I mean, literally sugar feeds cancer. You know, I don't yeah, think most I, people know that. Yeah, and I think um, I think one of the really cool things that, you know, what I teach often about when it comes to immune health is about how it all starts with your digestive system, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talk about, like, gut irritants a lot. And, again, my sort of sneaky ways of getting people off of things like gluten is that they come to do a sugar detox, but I get them off of gluten. You know, it's like... Yeah, <laughs> I just kind of like one-two punch them with it where, yeah. you know, they 
they didn't really know what was happening. And then all of a sudden they're involved on the Facebook page and they're learning from the email series and reading through the book and they're like, oh, this is this program is gluten-free, so now I'm gluten-free for three weeks. And that's at a minimum, you know, the first level isn't, isn't a paleo grain-free approach. And so not only does their digestion calm down from the lack of mm-hmm. these irritating, you know, anti-nutrients, but the amount of, the amount of sugar that could possibly also be doing something like feeding the bad bacteria in their gut. So imbalances, mm-hmm. you know, I know you've, you've done podcasts about things like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which I absolutely love listening to your super nerdy <laughs> podcast episodes. Um, Thank you. I mentioned I have long drives pretty often, so, you know, I download them, I listen. Um, but I think there's, you know, there's a lot going on with, the imbalance of gut flora that that folks have and for sure pulling out a lot of those, you know, gut irritants is important, but getting the sugar out, you know, people are concerned about things like candida overgrowth and fungal infections. But it's almost like there's all kinds of things going on that people don't even know about, but the magic sort of bullet to get rid of a lot of these issues is getting rid of sugar. And yeah. getting rid of all of the refined foods. Like you mentioned a gluten-free muffin, right? Like, I mean, people don't really think about the fact that, you know, it's still a lot of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> it's, one of, it's just one of those things. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Nobody really disagrees on it. You know, I know that's two negatives in a sentence. But really, well, everybody agrees really that true. sugar is bad for you. Really? That's not really true. We've got some... some uh, I don't even know what to, what to give them a, a category here for, but... Uh, Maybe they're the, the peat heads, <laughs> the red followers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there are some people out there who are really like, oh, sugar isn't as bad as we think. But I, I really think that, um, yeah, I know. There's I thought I found one there. thing that everyone agreed on. I mean, I know everyone probably agrees that water is good for you. I thought I also found I another that everyone thinks that sugar is bad for you. But, wow, I guess not everybody thinks that. <laughs> I know, because you know what? Uh, when you start when you start a program, you'll find the people who disagree with you. <laughs> so um, mm. I think that um, I think that the way that we approach what we consider to be sugar and what we consider to be, quote, unquote, good carbs versus bad carbs, and this right. is something I, I explain in Practical Paleo, um, you know, I would hope that people could agree on this. I still have seen some people who don't, but I'll tell you what, they're not necessarily even practitioners who are working with a lot of people. And so, you know, this is something I've kind of, uh, you know, one of my sort of mentors has been Rob Wolf, and I know that he's he's been able to say this a lot where, you know, you'll get people who kind of come up on the blogs and leave comments or come to your Facebook page, and they like to, you know, raise issues and, and be argumentative or or whatever it is, and they're not necessarily practitioners. You know, they're not working with a ton of people all the time. They're not the ones who are really helping people who are sick get better. And so um, back to that kind of good carbs, bad carbs thing, you know, there are some people who are like, well, sugar is not as bad as we think. Well, I'm not talking about even fruit and regular, you know, whole food carbs. I don't think that fruit is so bad for a healthy person. I don't think yeah. that fruit is what's, you know, causing metabolic derangement or, you know, really puts you in a place where you're having tons of cravings in the first place, right? It's not that the fruit does it to you, but once you're there, how do we get you back? And it's by not continuing to sort of feed those mechanisms. And so, 
unfortunately, a lot of times it's not just about having those whole foods. It's about really changing your brain chemistry, changing your habits, changing your palate. So it's all of those different factors. And, um, you know, it's not it's not easy. It's not just a overnight, you know, oh, I just, I'll just stop eating it. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, it's a it is a, a real a real issue that is really really tough for people to kick. In your um, program, you share some some pretty astounding stats. You say that in 2009, more than 50 percent of all Americans consume a half a pound of sugar per day, translating to a whopping 180 pounds of sugar per year. And today, 32 percent of Americans are obese, and an additional one third are overweight. Compare that to 1890 when a survey of white males in their 50s revealed an obesity rate of just 3.4 percent. It's crazy. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And you know what I what I try and get people to really recognize um, a couple of things. One is that you know we're not cooking enough. It's funny. Michael Pollan's new book, I think it's called Cooked, and hmm. I think it's his his argument, his new argument is that we need to be cooking. Like that's mm-hmm. where we're really going wrong with our health. And, you know, it's funny, like I can get off on a million pans and you know me, I'm a talker, so I have a radio show too. <laughs> um, but we, we've given up, we've relinquished so much of our power and control over our food, over what comes into our bodies with just modern society, right? At some point in time, our entire purpose and and job and goal was just to acquire food and feed ourselves. Like that was all people did at a certain point in time. And now we have these amazing new modern types of jobs and computers and all this other stuff. And now all of a sudden we're too busy to even just get to the store once or twice a week and then put fire under some food and cook it. Like literally Mm -hmm. people aren't even doing that. And it's so far removed from what we naturally should be doing that I love being able to get people back in the kitchen. Like, I Mm. absolutely love it. And and changing that habit and changing, you know, the type of food that's coming into your body because you're doing that, if you just made that one change, even if you weren't doing the sugar detox program, it's like an astounding difference. Um, But Mm. what's really cool about that, too, is that as soon as people get back into the grocery store, and start reading labels, they find that sugar is in everything. Like Mm -hmm. every single packaged product that they're trying to buy. And I absolutely love the frustration that people start to feel on the sugar detox program because they start to get my world. You know, they start to understand Mm -hmm. what happens to me when I walk through a grocery store. And, you know, a lot of times I'm not just on a grocery mission. I will be in there with my phone and I'm Instagramming labels and showing people these innocent looking packages and I'm like, hey guys, check out this one. You know, it looks it looks pretty good and then I flip it around and there's a whole bunch of sugar in it or two or three yeah. times of sweetener. Right. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even something sweet. Right? It wasn't even right. a treat or some you know, <laughs> something that you think should be sweet. It's, it's tomato sauce. You know, it's it's yeah. pasta sauce or uh deli meat and you know, things like that. And it's just it's just crazy. So I absolutely love that, you know, some of the success that people have, whether they lose weight, whether they, you know, reverse some symptoms of disease, which is so powerful, obviously kick craving, but they come out of the program just learning so much more about what they're putting into their bodies that 
you can't unlearn those things. You know, you, mm-hmm. you may go back to eating certain things, but you cannot unlearn something that you just learned. Like, mm-hmm. it's there, you know, for better or for worse, it's there now. So, Now, what are, what are some uh, clues that a person might have that they have a sugar issue, besides the fact of having sugar cravings? Because maybe a person could have issues with blood sugar imbalance and not even really crave sugar. So what are some things that they can be looking for? Um, a couple of the really, really big ones are definitely moods that are kind of unpredictable. So if you're just like, wow, you know, where did that come from? Uh, for women, having a really hard time with your period is a really mm-hmm. good sign that you're getting too much sugar, possibly also too much caffeine. I've had tons of women on the program who say, wow, my, my cycle this month was like really a non-event because I mm-hmm. was off of sugar. So that's yeah. really huge, especially menstrual cramps reduce significantly quite often. You know, it's not everybody, but most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other signs, uh, a lot of issues with your skin. So if you've got acne or uh, any type of irritation on your skin, that's another big sign. Just mm-hmm. fatigue throughout the day. And this is one that it's a it's sort of a vicious cycle, like what you were saying about how not getting enough sleep one night, you were tired and you were craving sugar. Um mm-hmm having that fatigue throughout the day, people find that after a week, two weeks, their energy levels sort of skyrocket. Uh, Mm -hmm. Disrupted sleep is a really good sign that you've got some blood sugar issues. And again, people find that after a certain amount of time, which varies for everyone, they're telling me, you know, they're sleeping so much better. They can't believe how much more soundly or how much more rested they feel in the morning. Uh, Those are some really big signs. And then another, another one that's kind of a, a sort of sneaky one, which it's a hormonal response, but it's a really good sign that you've got issues with blood sugar management internally. Again, whether or not you recognize the cravings would be um, abdominal adiposity, so kind of like a spare tire or belly fat. And mm-hmm. it's also something that you see a lot with uh, women who maybe have more of an apple versus a pear shape. But mm-hmm. if you're having trouble managing your blood sugar, again, whether or not you're conscious of it with your, you know, emotions or your choices or your cravings, that extra belly fat is a sign that your body is not managing sugar well. And so it's something that really should be addressed because that type of fat, that type of body fat is more dangerous, we know, to our health than perhaps some extra drink in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Anything migraines that's closer too. to our heart. Yeah. My, migraines? Mm-hmm. Migraines, headaches, for sure I see that. Headaches. Also, um, uh, brain fog. I know for me, when I'm off sugar, my brain yeah. is clear as crystal, you know, and then I, I eat a little bit of those sugars and I just feel really foggy-headed. I can't really speak straight, straight like right now. <laughs> yeah. so funny. Yeah, that focus. And, and what's funny is that it can absolutely be sugar and it can also be it can also be the grains or even, you know, whether it's gluten or the re- refined grains, like some of the rice flours, if it's gluten-free. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. those are some sneaky ones where, like, on level one, it's not a completely grain-free plan, but getting rid of gluten. I, sometimes I can't tell with one person whether getting rid of the gluten helps their brain fog more or getting rid of the sugar, but it's mm-hmm. really all kind of under one umbrella because it's it's all so harsh on the system in terms of, you know, the sugar impact um, mm-hmm. from both of those, yeah. 
And hormonally, too, I mean, one thing I've explained to my patients, and I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I'd love to talk about this, is just the hormonal impact of, of sugar on men versus women. You know, I mean, for a man, when they have spikes of insulin, which, as we know, that happens when you're eating sugar, right? You have sugar, you get a spike of insulin. And for men, that can shunt their testosterone into estrogen, which is more like woman-like. You know, they can get more moody. Mm-hmm. They can have a harder time having results in the gym. They can get breast buds, which we call man boobs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that can happen for a man. And for a woman, the opposite happens, where they have their estrogen that gets shunted more into testosterone. Then they have issues with, you know, acne. They have a hard time with um, fertility. You know, they put on weight. They can get some... Um, you know, some male pattern baldness kind of thing. It's more of like a PCOS kind of picture. And I think yep. that people forget that. You know, they see sugar as just, oh, I should lay off sugar because it'll make me fat. Well, it's actually creating a completely different hormonal, you know, system in your body. Yeah, and that kind of touches back on what I was just saying about um, how people manage blood sugar. And mm-hmm. in a way, the people who, who do show up with that uh, belly fat are lucky because you get mm-hmm. that outside symptom. Whereas there are plenty of women, for example, who uh, end up struggling with PCOS, as you mentioned, because they have really poor blood sugar regulation, and it's just a result of this cascade of the hormones from insulin over to their stress and sex hormones, um, infertility as well, just because of a poor blood sugar management, whereas they're not maybe showing signs on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I don't have as much... Um, as much as sort of the the detailed uh, drill down on what's going to happen with all the hormones, like what you were saying about uh, with men right. versus women, I just know that the way that I kind of help people understand this is I, I generally will show people, and it's funny, I'm glad that we're even talking about it because I teach this stuff in the workshops, so I'm like, maybe I should include this in the book. Then I show people uh, the entire chart of hormone synthesis, right, from cholesterol down through stress hormones and sex hormones and and looking at how all that stuff is made and um, show people, you know, if you're affecting your blood sugar, you're affecting your stress hormones, that's going to affect your sex hormones. Like all of it's connected and we can't think that the way that we're eating every day isn't impacting every other part of our life because our hormones are everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And there's um in your program you were writing about uh Nancy Appleton, Dr. Nancy Appleton, she on her blog has been compiling all the different um negative health effects of sugar and I think now she has 141 different points of what sugar does to the body and you know, we've we've mentioned a few of them that the sugar feeds cancer cells. Um, specifically, it's been tied to breast cancer, ovarian cancer, prostate, rectum, pancreas, lung, gallbladder, stomach. These are just a few examples. Um, mm-hmm. Sugar can cause a lot of problems in the gastrointestinal tract. It can interfere with absorption of proteins. It can cause food allergies, which so many people have, and obviously it can cause obesity. So lots and lots of reasons to to get off of the sugar. And um, you know, I really hope you guys check out the program. Um, if you guys are listening, you want to call in and ask a question. We're going to open up the phone lines. It's eight one eight four nine five six nine one nine. We're talking to Diane Sanfilippo. She's the author of Practical Paleo, which I absolutely love, and I have every patient read it. And by the way, Diane, I love your bone broth recipe. I print it all the time. I think I've told you this, but I, it's like a patient handout that I have. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, yeah, it's very helpful. I, I prescribe it every day, pretty much. Um, let's see. What else do you want to talk about sugar? So, um, 
what are some of the um, things that people might experience when they first do this program? What What are some of the, <laughs> the things? That, what's it like in the first week of doing yeah. sugar detox? <laughs> Yeah, week one is definitely, you know, I always, I tell people now that we have those emails, sign up for the emails because they're free and it's like you get this email and you're like, yes, that's what I was feeling today. Thank you. I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, some of the most common things that people experience week one will be headaches. Headaches are huge and all of this really depends sort of on where you're starting from, right, and how big of a change this is for you and I don't recommend that if you read, you know, who sort of qualifies for each level, and if level one sounds like you, don't be a hero and do level three. Do level one. There's a reason why there are different levels. You can come back and do it another time. Right, don't um, be a hero. Come on. Yeah, don't be a hero. Um, anyway, so headaches are huge. Uh, fatigue is another really big one, and there's there's two different things going on there. For some people, for some of the people who are athletes, they're experiencing fatigue at the gym because they're not following the athlete recommendations. And, again, I say don't be a hero because a mm. lot of people will say, oh, well, I'm allowed to have, you know, this piece of fruit or that piece of fruit because there is some limited fruit included that's not super sweet um, and starchy starchy carbohydrates that are recommended for those people. Again, they're trying to be a hero and not have it and trying to make it more strict. And I have to remind them it's, it's a strict enough program already. The modifications are there for a reason. Thousands of people who have come before you have helped us <laughs> helped us to see, you know, here's how to modify it, and you will feel better if you actually follow it that way. So fatigue is a big one, but for the folks who aren't athletic, the fatigue is something that really just needs to kind of work through. I recommend if you need to take a couple of days off of work, if you can do it, or take some naps, go out to your car, um, because usually people are propping up on caffeine, I find a lot of people try and also quit caffeine while they're on the sugar detox because the thought of having their coffee without sugar is just like so <laughs> heart wrenching to them that they just say, you know what? And and that's one hero move that I'm actually supportive of. I say, you know what? If you want to go for it, then go for it. But um, those are two of the biggest ones: headaches and fatigue. Uh, some people, though, I was going to mention this earlier. Some people experience some digestive upset. It's a big shift for their bodies to not be eating perhaps a lot of refined grain products. And we have a lot of information in the support pages. I have information on low stomach acid because a lot of people are upping their protein intake on the sugar detox and lowering their carbohydrate intake. And for some of them, they need some stomach acid support. So, again, it's not like I tell people, you know, there's 50 supplements you have to take, but we've got recommendations if you're struggling. Um, also, some people who are used to eating a lot of gut irritants who maybe went to the bathroom three or four times a day, which isn't something that I think is necessary or normal. I think a cup one or two times a day, good solid bowel movement is is sufficient. Uh, but people were so used to having this really constant, almost overactive, over-irritated bowel that now they feel kind of backed up. So lots of recommendations for that, lots of support for that. But it takes time for your body to adjust to a new diet. Again, people are eating more protein, they're eating more fat, so we're giving them some recommendations for that. But um, those are the big ones. But then we also find that people are, you know, on the flip side, you know, that's kind of the, <laughs> the challenging things that people experience right away. And on the flip side, 
sometimes week one, like like you said, you were only in about a week or a week and a half, and your energy was just feeling so much better. I mean, we've got people who two and three days in. The first few days can be really hard, but by, you know, day three to five, some people are already feeling phenomenal. Some people, that's mm-hmm. their really big struggling, you know, struggle spot. Um, usually by week two, it's like you're coasting. And by week three, you're like, okay, um, I'm feeling pretty good, and I'm ready to start, you know, cooking some different things out, you know, get some yeah. more ingredients in the mix here. Um, but those are kind of the things that people experience, I would say, the most. Um, sometimes people are, are dealing with, as I mentioned before, things like uh, candida overgrowth and the die-off from that. And it's not something mm-hmm. that, you know, I diagnose people with or whatever, but I think the people who were eating a lot of this stuff before were just consistently feeding that bacteria in the wrong way. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like the more painful it is for you, the more you really needed it because your body is just like almost rebelling sometimes week one. It's freaking out. You're stopping, you know, this constant flow of the sugar and you're forcing it. The other thing is you're forcing it to start to burn fat for fuel when people start to access their stored body fat, a lot of toxins can also start to be released. And so, again, depending on where you're starting from, if you have a lot of weight to lose, if you've got a lot of, you know, stored toxins, if you've been doing things in your life that are, are pretty toxic, your body is shunting all that stuff to your fat cells, trying to pull it out of your bloodstream and not let it access the rest of your body. So that part can be painful, and it's not something that we can – really give, you know, tons of detailed information for every person because everyone's got a really different experience when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But those are things that people can, you know, somewhat expect. And I think if you know that that's what you're in for and if you know that if you feel that, it's like you really needed this. You know, you mm-hmm. needed to get off the sugar even, you know, even more than you thought. So Yeah, and you don't really even know how good how, you didn't know how good you can feel. I don't think people realize how crummy they feel Huge. until they go off of it, and they're like, "Whoa, I feel like a whole different person right now." Yeah, and that you know that point I was saying about reading the labels and whatnot. A lot of people don't think they're eating much sugar, and I'm not saying you know um, organic ketchup, for example. It's not a ton of sugar in there, but how much of it are you eating? Every single day, you know, are you also doing, you know, sauces? A lot of people find salad dressings and they're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't I didn't even know that this, you know, quote-unquote healthy brand of organic salad dressing had sweetener in it. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a really big eye-opener how much sugar is coming yeah. in. Yeah, for sure. All right, you guys who are on the switchboards waiting to ask a question, I'm going to open up the phone lines now. So um, first off, we're going to take a caller from the 914. Thanks for calling Dr. Low Radio. What's your name and where are you calling from? 914, are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi, hi my name is Candy. Hi, Candy. Oh, appropriate. Hi. Yeah, how are it's you? very appropriate. Very, very good. Where are you calling from? Yes, I know. It's not a good name to have, right? <laughs> it's a great name. So so I, I gave up sugar, and I found that I was craving bacon. And so I was just eating, <laughs> I went on bacon binges. So what what do you guys think happened there? Um, well, first of all, bacon's pretty delicious. So, you know, that's kind of the, the easiest route there is that, you know, it's, it's a really tasty food. Um, a lot of times what can happen is, your adrenal glands are so tired from the blood sugar roller coaster you were on for so long 
that suddenly you're sort of craving more salt. And I'm sure, um, Dr. Lowe, you've probably dealt with oh, this a lot, so adrenal would, fatigue. Oh. So mm-hmm. it's possible that you're really just craving the salt. It's also possible that you're having, you know, your body is getting more adapted to burning fat for fuel and having that fatty food. I mean, it's not a very high-protein food. It's really more fat than anything else. So it could be that you're just feeling really good eating it. And I think that that stuff goes in waves. I think you know, when people transition their food, a lot of times it's, it's also just this emotional, psychological thing that it's very novel and exciting that suddenly you're eating bacon again when you maybe didn't before. And I think you'll find over time that that kind of ebbs and flows. Um, I don't I don't think that that's something that I would really worry about. I think if you're eating tons of it, I would just so make I can't, it a priority. I mean, I'm eating like a pound at a sitting. <laughs> so is that okay? part of that is really that, it, you know, I can't say what's okay for you or not okay for you. Part of it is that it's a salty, fatty food combination, and that's not something we would find in nature. You know, that's something we've devised as, as smart humans that taste really good, and so it's kind of hitting a lot of different pleasure signals in our brain. If you're concerned that it's too much and it's not helping you meet your goals, if you're not reaching your health goals, then I would swap it out for something that doesn't combine high of fat content with the salt content. Does that make sense? So, you know, when we get something like a potato chip, for example, it's fatty and crunchy and salty, and we can kind of overeat that. Um, But my big tip here would also be to find the best quality bacon that you can. This might be a good rate-limiting factor. Um, One thing that I do for myself is that I only buy – uh, humanely raised pork that has pretty clean ingredients, you know, nothing that has BHA or BHT additives. It's only got something like a curing agent um, and the best quality possible, and that will limit what you can even access in the store, and so you'll end up kind of cutting back because of that. Okay. Because I, I get, you know, when I don't eat sugar, I'm so tired all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And, and I try to do it slow and fast, and then if I go cold turkey, I really go nuts on just on the bacon, you know. Or sometimes or, it's just that crutch. Like it could just be that it's a crutch food. You're looking for something, and you know that you really enjoy eating it, and it's, you know a low sugar food, so you're fine having it. But you know, in terms of what could be happening, it could just be that your adrenals are really burnt out, and you're kind of craving the salt. That really could be it. So it so I should maybe try low salt bacon. Um, or, let me let me chime just, in for or a Or maybe I, I should maybe I should have like salty broth <laughs> that doesn't have all the fat. I mean I don't know. So what candy, I, 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 I I can't give up this the sugar. No, I get it. I I totally agree with Diane. This is Dr. Lowe now. Um, you know, adrenals are it, they're, they're sounding like they're involved in this case. Um, you know, you're you're used to being on that sh- sugar roller coaster, right? I mean, when your adrenals are tired, when your cortisol is low, you're going to reach for some sugar, you know, because that's going to give you that instant fix. So if you take out the sugar and that's not there anymore, you're going to crave salt. You know, your aldosterone or sorry, your your adrenals produce something called aldosterone, and that balances your sodium and your potassium. So if, if that's not working properly, you're going to crave salt. 
So I really think that's what's happening. You know, I would look at doing some adrenal testing, um, seeing what your cortisol looks like throughout the day and really helping to support that. You know, maybe you can work oh, with okay. somebody that'll, you know, get you on some really good herbs and cut out some of the stresses in your life and see what the root cause of that is. I don't think the root cause for you is a bacon deficiency, you know. I think there's something <laughs> going on that's really no, stressing I, I out your adrenal. Yeah. I, <laughs> so. I do love your I love your uh, idea of the broth because mm -hmm. you make broth, you use salt in it, but what else you're getting from the broth will be a ton of minerals if you, you know, especially if you're using some uh, bones, grass-fed. I like these bones the best. And the mineral content can really, really be supportive uh, for your adrenals as well. So, you know, if you want to maybe try and go have these on the amount of bacon you were eating and, and also sip, you know, a big cup of broth, that would be a really, really good idea. Okay, I might try doing that. Okay, thank awesome. you. Thank All right, Candy thank you. for calling. Good night. Bye. All right, and the caller from the 973, if you want to call back in, um, we can get you on Ooh. the air, and we'll have probably time for another question. Um, the number is 818-495-6919. I do love bacon. I I really sympathize with Candy right now. Um, yeah. However, I, it's, I, it's I do find... My, my roommate actually gave me a homeopathic remedy recently, which the, the keynote for the remedy is bacon cravings, and I swear I don't even really notice bacon anymore. So I think most people in the paleo community could probably use a little bit of tuberculinum, which is a homeopathic remedy. I think it'll cure a lot of the bacon um, obsession. <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, look, as a foodie and a chef, um, I think bacon tastes awesome, but, you know, I think it's one of those things where I just I don't have kind of this, like hard line where you know stop right. eating so much bacon i think people naturally ebb and flow through it and even if somebody is kind of overdoing it right now it doesn't last that long if even if right. you did it for a few weeks or a couple of months you naturally the same way people start baking all kinds of you know substitutes for the their old favorites and not something that um i used to do a ton when i first changed my diet and then you know kind of get away from it and i I like to give people the benefit of the doubt that, you know what, do what you need to do right now, figure it out, and you're going to evolve into whatever it is you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And everybody's different. you got to listen to your body. Right. So you, you give some good tips in your program about sugar cravings. So what are ways that when a person's on the diet to kind of deal with some of the cravings that come on the program and then also just some mm -hmm. of the, the side effects? Like if somebody has headaches, that's the biggest thing, you know, and when they have headaches on the program, how can they deal with that rather than having to, you know, pound tons of uh, Advil? <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't recommend that. Um, so first, dealing with cravings. Um, well, the first thing that I, that I always recommend for people is to be very, very prepared. So I don't really like people to buy the program and think they're going to start it the next day, which is why I really encourage people to download it, read it, read it again, because inevitably they're coming to the page asking questions. I'm like, that's in the Frequently Asked Questions Guide. I knew you were going to ask it. It's in there. Read it. Um, yeah. Get really prepared because sometimes, sometimes you just get really hungry or you're getting that headache and you're getting that craving and what I want people to know is that especially that first week, even into the second week, if you feel like you have a craving, if you feel like you're hungry, whatever's going on, you can eat something. This isn't a limited food plan. This is We want you to feed your body. Um, but if you're having a moment, <laughs> you're very mm -hmm. stressed and you're, you know, having a little anxiety around it, the L-glutamine is a really great solution. And 
for a lot of people, um, so what happens, L-glutamine, and this is, this is according to um, Julia Roth. I'm sure you've seen or mm-hmm. read her book, The Diet Cure and the Mood Cure. Uh, and also, some information I picked up when I did the Polyclone Biosignature certification is that L-glutamine is a bit of an adaptogenic amino acid. So, in other words, it can mm-hmm. sort of adapt to become whatever it needs to be when it gets into our body. And one of the things it does is it, it can actually sort of convert to a carbohydrate. And it, and it just kind of, um, or at least kind of fills that void for our body internally. So you're not tasting something sweet. You're not eating that food that used to cause triggers or that donut, whatever it was. Your body, when you take it, sort of it gets this internal signal that the carbohydrate or the sugar has come in and it calms down. And so there's a lot of different reasons why people are getting a craving. Sometimes it is a physical craving like that. And if you get something like the L-glutamine into your body, get it into your into your gut there where it can kind of do the job it needs to do, your brain will get a signal and it will calm down. For some people, it's literally just that physical, emotional, like they're at the office and there's donuts. And how do I deal with that? And, and dealing with that is really creating diversions for yourself, being prepared with your own food, um, you know, having sort of a, a script of what you're going to tell people when they ask you why you're not having something. That's the big one that people deal with a lot. It's just more that social pressure that's going on. Like, oh, just have a piece of cake, you know, and, and people want to kind of derail you because they're eating unhealthy food. They want you to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of big ones. Also with cravings, a huge thing I recommend are herbal teas. I love, love, love mint tea, ginger tea. They're also both great for digestion. So I think that's really, really helpful. There's a ton of herbal teas out there. There's a bunch of, uh, there's one brand I love. It's called Traditional Medicinals. Mm-hmm. And love. they've got a few different, yeah, they've got a few different ones. I actually think it's a Northern California company. It's all organic, uh, really clean. There's no... Uh, soy lecithin, there's no sweeteners, there's no weird additives. Um, but those are some really good ones. Some people are also doing, uh, in terms of a substitute for things like chewing gum or mint, I've heard some people chewing on a cinnamon stick or a piece of, like, cinnamon bark, and that's been helpful for them. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's really all about that preparation and having a few different tools in your arsenal. Maybe it's lemon water, you know, or lime water, and it's just kind of preparing yourself. Um, and also really focusing on sleep, as we've said a few times already, so that your body is set up for success because losing sleep is going to contribute to sugar cravings. So you're kind of at like this deficit of, of willpower the next mm-hmm. day if you just haven't slept well. So really I tell people if, if they're still struggling, focus on your sleep because nine times out of ten, they weren't sleeping great. And so if they get that in check, they can get things really um, back on track. Mm-hmm. And then what about the headaches? Oh, um, for headaches, uh, making sure that you're really hydrated is a big one. Sometimes what happens, uh, again, this might happen more for the people who are sort of the non-athletes who end up really pushing their carbohydrate intake pretty low on this program, which is totally fine. Nobody is really going to be on sort of a ketogenic diet unless they try very, very hard, which would be, below 30 grams of carbs a day. This is not a weighing and measuring program. If you just eat normal vegetables, you won't be dropping that low. But what happens when we stop eating a ton of carbohydrates is 
our body loses water. And sometimes some of the weight that people lose is water weight. And that's okay. It's natural. But what can happen is your thirst is really going to increase. And sometimes people just aren't used to that and they don't drink enough water and they can get some headaches from that. And again, I'm back to the sleep, um, sleep and water. And if it has to be, you know, herbal tea or lemon water, something that's a little bit more exciting for you. Mineral water. I love too, because you're getting the minerals in. Um, and again, broth, it really just depends on sort of, you know, almost how nerdy you want to be about it, which <laughs> nerdy to me is great. It's like thumbs up to the nerdy folks who are bringing their giant mug of bone broth to work. That's got, you know, their sea salt and tons of minerals in it. That's going to help um, with the headache. Yeah, it's going to help with the headache. I think um, Liz Wolf on her Cave Girl Eats uh, little shop, she's got mugs that say drink bone broth. So I definitely have one of those. <laughs> I think there should be a bumper sticker, bone broth is sexy, or bone broth turns me on, or bone broth is hot, you know. I know. What's that? Totally you have two crock pots going at a time? <laughs> oh. Well, I guess I'll go out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to open up the phone lines. Another caller from the 920. You are on Dr. Low Radio. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, uh, my name is Aviva Proctor. I'm calling from Wisconsin. Hello. Um, thank you so much for the detox. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, and with with the two cross pots, actually, I do have two cross pots of bone broth. Oh, right <laughs> well, you got to have the chicken and the beef. You got to have you got to have both. Um, oh yeah. So, so I actually have a friend um, who so I did a twenty one day detox with the April group and kind of kicked off, you know, my whole start with the whole foods thing and um felt amazing now granted after the first you know week i felt amazing i slept a lot i was tired i was crabby the first week but after mm-hmm. i upped my water intake and everything else i felt fantastic and now i have a friend who just messaged me and she goes you know i really want to do it but she's not going to go on to the facebook and get the support and the email and stuff like that and i feel like she's kind of looking at me going hmm why don't I just, you know, we'll just have meals together. And how do I help her to do this without doing it for her? Um, Well, I think if she doesn't want to go on to the Facebook page, that's totally fine. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who don't want to. She could, just just as a little aside to that, she could kind of troll the page and not comment. That's totally fine. We've got lots of people who do that. You know, she just wants to read what people are saying. Um, The emails... You know, if she signs up for those, that's that's a passive thing. You know, she doesn't have mm-hmm. to participate in anything. Literally just sign up and get it in her inbox. She's going to get lots of recipes. There's also Pinterest boards with recipes. But if you guys are, you know, in close proximity, in in terms mm-hmm. of how to support her, I mean, it's not something you want to take on. If she's, if she's very committed and it's not just like she's completely leaning on you to make her successful, you know, it's mm-hmm. got to be a it's got to be a self motivated thing, right? But you can absolutely be there for her. Maybe you go to the grocery store with her, you know, and kind of help direct her towards the things that you found because it's local and that's a little easier, right? If you're eating meals right. together, you know, and and instead of instead of directing necessarily what she does and what she should do, you can just tell her, well, here's what I did, you know, and and here's what worked for me, um, and then she's going to need to find her way through the program, um, the guides themselves are completely self-sufficient, but she may find that, you know, she runs into a food, 
we're, we're limited in being able to conjure up every possible food you might come across um, or product that you might come across. Mm-hmm. We've got the rules in there, you know, here's what to read for and the labels and all of that. Um, but the reason why we recommend the support is just to get those questions answered. So maybe you're just there for her if she has a question like that. But it's, it's up to you really how much you feel, you know, her commitment level is there and mm-hmm. you're ready to kind of take on that role because, you know, if she's not super committed and she's just going to do it if you're going to help her of, through, yeah, it can't yeah, work. Yeah, jealous of, hey, wow, you felt amazing, and I want to feel amazing, too, kind of a thing. But we did yeah. just go to a, a local farm. She actually set up the, the meeting, you know, and, you know, called the farm and said, hey, can we, you know, come out for a little tour? And it was an awesome experience. So we have to go out and get the, go see the little baby pigs that were just born yesterday mm-hmm. now. But, um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I watched, a, I watched think- an egg being laid for the first time, which is exciting. <laughs> so I think that's, <laughs> that's helpful. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, because she's kind of getting overwhelmed with, you know, information, you know, gave her the yeah. practical paleo book I got from the library and, you know, that information. But I think she's overwhelmed and not sure yeah. how to, help her through the overwhelm either so well perhaps um perhaps also first of all i mean it's it's great it sounds like she's motivated um i've been working on i've been working on a series for a long time that i you know it's going to take me a while to get it out there in terms of what aren't you working on (laughs) oh please i don't even know i don't even know i know it's crazy it's crazy um but just on on the ways to kind of transition and, and what to do first and all of that and so you know, for some people, a sugar detox is a great first step. You know, it's some, it's structure, it's focus on these foods, don't eat these foods, eat these foods. And, you know, if that's what she wants to tackle, let her try it. You know, try not to uh, get in the way if she has a, a slip up or a struggle or whatever. Just support her through it. And I think that that's perfectly fine. I mean, I think it's, it's okay to be that person if she's asking you to and, you know, see how it goes and that's fine. Um, it, it, it's hard to know what's going to be the right approach for everybody. And for some people, you mm-hmm. know, tell them to, down, to get to go through the guides in Practical Paleo. You know, those free, you can download them on the website too on my blog and, and just kind of start with like, okay, change the fast you're eating or just focus on mm-hmm. these foods. But if, if somebody feels like, you know what, you did that program, that's what I want to do, I think it's fine to just kind of support her. I mean, you probably know her better than anyone, <laughs> right? you know. <laughs> I think it's nice to have local support, and let me add this to the list of things I'm working on. But there's there's a lot of stuff I'm I'm kind of working on because I see what people are are trying to do with you know just getting more local groups together, and um, we have a lot in the works on that. So um, Very yeah, cool. I mean I I think it's an okay idea. If you know if somebody doesn't want to go on Facebook, I'm not going <laughs> to force them to. It's just, <laughs> it's just there to help them more than anything, and. Just remind her if she wants to go on there, even if she signs up, she doesn't have to upload a picture or whatever, just to, to be a silent observer because she can learn a lot from the page, just seeing what people are asking, what their experience is. So absolutely, you know, she does not need to participate if it's not her thing. And I'm Yeah, nine times out of ten when she's got a yeah, when she's got a question, I'm like, I don't know, let me see and I'm on balanced bites and I'm on you know, yeah. what does Chris Cusser say? And, okay, wait a minute, there was this, you know, what, you know, podcast about it, you know, listen to this. So. <laughs> yeah. You know what, and sometimes, too, you know, this is 
it's a good question because there are probably people listening who maybe aren't even doing the program, but they've got friends they're trying to help make that change. And in the beginning, having somebody that they can constantly turn to, and if you're sending them more resources, like if you do send them links to podcasts, links to articles, I think that's the best that you can do because you're just leading her to the water. You know what I mean? It's up to her to drink it. And you're not do, you're not spending hours every day trying to teach it to her, but you're giving her the information and letting her mm-hmm. kind of continue with her own journey. And I think that's the best support you can offer. It's actually pretty funny because um, I always think that I don't get that many people to change their diet because, like, I've got friends <laughs> who just post a picture of a meal and then 20 people go paleo because they posted a picture of a meal. But the reality is behind the scenes, they're sending links to articles on my blog or, or to my podcast that just help reinforce whatever they were trying to explain. So, you know, if you're doing that, I think you're fine. I mean, I think that's going to really be helpful for her. Oh, thank you. Thanks thank for you. your question. You're a very good friend, by the way. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Diane, it is, um, I think, getting to be past your bedtime. Is it 10.08 out there right now? It is. The the nice Aww. thing about my bedtime is that um, I get to wake up whenever I want. Um, so, yeah, this week is a little off schedule for me because I'm prepping to go on the cruise and all of that. But, yeah, I slept in a little bit today. So, yeah, I'm up a little bit late. <laughs> well, I guess you'll have to just recover in paradise. <laughs> It'll be great. I remember last year, I'm pretty sure I didn't feel my pulse for a week, so... Oh, that's, God, that's it was so much. fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, it was crazy, but it was fun. Um, any <laughs> parting words, Diane? Anything you uh, would like to share or any little last-minute things I didn't mention? Sure. Yeah, really, I want to let people know um, and continue to encourage them to go ahead and um, go through with 21 Day Sugarty Talks. And currently, like I said, it's an e-book program, so it's a PDF, but it's a lot of different PDFs that you download. And I have a whole post on my blog about what's going to be different with the printed version versus the PDF version. And I want to make sure that people understand that if they buy the PDF program, you know, now through whenever, it's still going to be available, uh, even when the printed book comes out, that there's so much more you're getting with the ebook. But obviously the demand for a printed book has been huge. And also the audience I can reach with a printed book is really different. Uh, obviously in you know stores like Costco and Barnes & Noble, I can get in front of different people. But there will be continued value added once you've purchased the program. And you'll continue to get updates to that without having to pay more for it. And there will also be a lot of things that I'm adding um, to the website and all kinds of stuff coming up that people who have already purchased the download program will get some extra little goodies and bonuses and things like that, and just kind of incentives. So, you know, I don't want anybody to feel badly that they sort of got in on it early and then then the book came out and, like, you know, they're not getting that with it. Like, I I can't give books to the people who've already purchased the e-book program, but there's so much more I can do with electronic uh, versions that I can't cram it all into a printed book. Um, and the cool thing about the book that I'm, I'm doing, the, the main, what I'm calling the guidebook, is that I'm making it a pretty small format. So if you've got Practical Paleo, uh, this book is going to be like almost half the length and a, a little bit smaller size. And that's not to skimp on content. It's to make it a book that you can put in your purse and carry around 
because I know that the practical side of this program is that you literally want to carry the guides with you. Like you want to be able to look in there and, you know, find out if the suit is on the list and, you know, reread something. And it was a really big goal of mine to make it a manageable size because I think you and I both know that toting practical paleo around is a little (laughs) bit of a workout. It's almost It ain't so practical. Yeah. Yeah. Toting it around isn't, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, the book is going to get some updates to the program. Those those updates to the actual guidelines will roll into the PDF version. So everyone will be on the same page in terms of, like, the yes, no foods and all of that. So those updates will kind of go throughout. Um, and then the cookbook itself will be, you know, a standalone cookbook. It's not going to have the program outlines in it. So for people who are like, should I get them, should I get both of them, whatever, you know, do whatever you want if you um, if you want just a ton more recipes. That one's not going to come out until December, uh, and I'll be cooking up a storm <laughs> to get all these recipes together for everyone. But I really just wanted to get more, you know, recipes that you know that you can look at and trust. And then just kind of the the last couple of things on this that, you know, stay tuned to the Balanced Spice website because I, again, have a lot of changes in the pipeline in terms of what kind of information and um interactive content we'll have for people there. Um, But also, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much going on, and I I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. It's it's really exciting, though. I'm I'm just looking forward to getting, uh, you know, getting more help out there. Oh, that was the one thing I was going to say. If people aren't doing the sugar detox, but they just like my recipes and the way that I cook and, you know, the eat a paleo diet, the recipes in these books are all paleo. So mm-hmm. they're all safe for, you know, the most strict level of the program, but I give kind of notes, like if you're on level one or two, little notes about how to modify. Um, so if you just want recipes, you know, you can come on and grab the books and you'll get a whole bunch of new recipes too. So. Sweet. Yeah, that's it. Rock on, sister. Well, it's, um, yeah. it's always a, a joy to have you on the show and I'm so proud Thank of you, you. and, you're doing such amazing things. You're such a huge contribution to people. So thanks for all the work that you do, and you're really changing a lot of lives. So it's got to be. Thank you, as are you. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. the show. Yeah, of course. And um, have an amazing time on your cruise. Get a nice golden tan, and um, I'd love to hear how it, how it goes when you get back. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. All right, girl. Sweet dreams. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, my dears, that is the show. Thanks for tuning into it. You guys can uh, go over to my website, drlaurennoel.com, click on the shop link, and you can purchase Diane's 21-Day Detox. Join me. I'm going to start it on May 6th, and you can guarantee that probably a week or two after that, my show is going to be amazing because I'm going to have like the most amazing, ridiculous mental clarity of all time. So that's a, that's a guarantee. <laughs> all right, you guys, have a good rest of your night, and I will uh, see you guys next week. Bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.
North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.